You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We've just gone 8.08 Central African time. Uh, let's welcome our five and segations of my way. Hearty assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Yes, your program, Medical Files, are keeping you company this evening. And alhamdulillah, this evening, we have uh, Dr. Muhammad Dokrat, who's a dermatologist. And uh, before we welcome him, we're going to talk alopecia, which is uh, hair loss, both in men and uh, women. Yeah, you find uh, many people in this country wearing wigs, and uh, some of them, yeah, they get bald, and then they go for maybe, hey, hair transplant, go to Turkey, go to India, many other places. And uh, then you find that we see airlines and people complaining, hey, my hair is so thin. And then you got the Amla oil. I don't know if Hashim Amla has any shares in that, but the Amla oil, very popular. But uh, to give us uh, more insight on uh, the topic of alopecia, with our very own uh, Dr. Muhammad Dokrat. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Doc, and tell me, how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening? Alhamdulillah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And shukran to Shafat Ahmad and for uh, Marakat Sahaba for inviting me to talk on the radio. And assalamu alaikum to the listeners. Yes, uh, uh, Marka Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Yes, uh, Doc, how's the weather there in Cape Town? Uh, very cold. We're into winter and some days we're getting rain. So, but we enjoy it. You know, we, we dress well and alhamdulillah, you know, as long as there's no floods that affect our homeless people. Absolutely. And you have, we have the concern for our, uh, our homeless people. And, you know, cold night, sometimes the hair stand on end. What happens then? Why does your hair react like that, Doc? Uh, that's correct, yeah. You see, basically on a cold night, what happens, the defense mechanism of the hair, uh, we have muscles in our skin which are attached to the hair. And those muscles become sort of uh, influenced by cold, and therefore the, the common word stand on the hair stands on ends. But um, it only occurs, you know, on, in cold situations. Um, go ahead, Shafat. Gee, yeah, no, lovely. As I said, when you get cold and if you get a, you know, a, a chilling story, hey, the psychological, they say, hey, look at my hair standing on end. And you know, the emotion, the psychology, everything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made to perfection. And how you know, even thoughts can trigger things like that, uh, doctor. That's correct. Uh, you know, uh, society has placed a great deal of social and cultural importance in hair and hairstyles. And unfortunately, you know, when people have hair loss, they go on uh, onto a lot of psychosocial stress. And it is important to... Uh, treat our, you know, people in a holistic way and we can reassure them that most types of hair loss, both in male and female and other causes, can be resolved and treated adequately. It is important for people with hair loss, if they're concerned about it, to uh, seek the help of a dermatologist. That especially applies to women. In male, as you said, uh, Hashim Amla's hair is natural male pattern hair loss or androgenetic <laughs> alopecia, and uh, he accepts it, and, you know, that's fine. But uh, if people sort of are worried about hair loss, both male and female, if they seek the help of a dermatologist, inshallah, we can help them. 
Well, as you said, alopecia is a, uh, a condition that can be uh, treated, alhamdulillah. And, you know, uh, I mean, Hashim and I, we share a very cordial relationship. And alhamdulillah, you know, well, he's got it all taken off. But his dari, his beard is, mashallah, well-oiled and well-kept. Well, you talk about alopecia, doctor. Uh, what causes, uh, you know, what are the main causes of alopecia? This is very important, uh, Shafat. So we have the treatable causes of alopecia. And I think before we, uh, you know, say a person has got a male pattern or female hal- uh, pattern alopecia, we need to ask them about certain factors. Now, again, the hair loss uh, problem can be caused by improper hair cosmetic use or improper hair care. Uh, sometimes people may use very strong treatment like dyes, tins, bleachers, straighteners, permanent waves, you know, on the scalp, on the hair, and this can cause damage, and it's called traction alopecia, where hairstyles that pull on the hair, like braids, they should not be pulled tightly, otherwise it results in hair loss, and especially along the sides and front of the scalp. Then the other important thing is hair care management. It is important that people use a good shampoo and a conditioner after, uh, you know, shampooing. So this makes it easier to comb the hair and makes it more manageable. You know, it is important for us to use a white tooth uh, comb and, again, brushes with smooth tips so they don't sort of cause tangling of the hair and hair loss. Now, again, you know, we're going to discuss hair loss in men and women, but we need to also discuss what are other treatable causes of hair loss. It's important when a person has hair loss, we need to ask them certain questions. If the hair loss is in round circles and the scalp is smooth and you get these coin-shaped areas, it is a condition called alopecia, which means hair loss. Areata means in an area. So alopecia, areata means hair loss in an area. And this can occur in children and young adults. And this may be what they call an autoimmune condition where the body's immune system causes a reaction on the hair and therefore the hair falls off in round patches. Now this type of alopecia areata can cause a lot of psychosocial stress. And uh, again, we have treatments like cortisone injections and uh, lotions. And then we have a solution called minoxidil, which can regrow the hair. Uh, In many patients, their hair can regrow on its own. Now, let's look at other causes of hair loss. Now, it is important in childbirth, after childbirth, one can get hair loss. When a woman is pregnant, most of her hair is stimulated to grow, so it looks nice and glowing and, you know, it looks full. But after a woman delivers her baby... What happens, she sheds a lot of the hair. So within three months, some hair, uh, women will notice large amounts of hair coming out on their brushes, on the combs, in the basins, in the shower. And this can last about six months. But this can resolve on its own. And it's important for us to make the diagnosis and then to advise them and reassure them. Now, certain type of illnesses that uh, cause high fever or infections, uh, they can also cause hair loss. And what happens is three months after high fever or an infection, a person may be shocked to see a lot of hair falling out. But fortunately, the shedding usually corrects itself. Now, let's move on to certain diseases that can cause hair loss. So the thyroid gland in the neck produces a thyroid hormone which regulates all the systems in the body. Now, when we have an overactive thyroid or an underactive thyroid, so if the thyroid is 
producing too much of the hormone or too little of the hormone, it can lead to hair loss. Now, this is important for the patient to be assessed by a doctor or dermatologist. We usually do a thyroid blood test, and then if it's low or high, we treat the underlying thyroid problem, and then the hair loss can be reversed with proper treatment. Now, this is an important one, uh, Shafat. Uh, you know, crash diets, uh, inadequate protein in the diet. Some people who go on to these crash diets are low in proteins, and some people who have abnormal eating habits, they may develop malnutrition. And this can occur also in, you know, people in, uh, in all strata of society. So what happens, will malnutrition or low protein one gets massive hair shedding three months after, you know, the, the problem. And uh, what we need to advise patients that this can be reversed. They need to have proper eating habits. They need to increase their protein intake in the diet. And they must have an adequate uh, diet. It's very, very important. And especially people who go on these crash diets, it is important for us to treat them holistically. Now, another important cause of hair loss is medications. And people may not be aware, but certain drugs can cause hair shedding. Now, the examples are some of the drugs used for conditions like gout, arthritis, or depression, or heart conditions, high blood pressure, or blood thinners. And also high doses of vitamin A. People may be taking it as a supplement. It may cause problems and hair loss. Now, as we are aware, you know, we have seen a lot of patients who undergo cancer treatment, and they're usually bald. So cancer treatments will cause excessive hair loss, and this occurs three weeks after the treatment because these cancer drugs can damage the hair follicle. But the good news is that the hair will regrow after the cancer treatment ends. So again, we need to make a diagnosis. We need to be clear in our analysis and then to reassure the patient that this problem will resolve. Now, coming back to birth control pills, uh, Shafat, what happens is sometimes when a person stops, uh, you know, on uh, stops the birth control pill, they can have hair loss, or the birth control pill itself can cause hair loss. So, what we advise these patients who are on a birth control pill that is causing hair loss to consider going onto another birth control pill, and this problem may resolve. Now, once the uh, person stops a contraceptive pill, in some patients we may notice that hair may be shedding. But again, we need to reassure the patient that the hair will regrow in six months' time. Now, an important aspect in our community, especially in females, is iron deficiency. Now, the iron deficiency can occur from two causes. Firstly, our intake of iron we might find that we don't have enough iron in our diet, or females may have excess, uh, excessive menstrual bleeding or prolonged menstrual bleeding, and they can lose iron in that way. And it is important that they see a, a doctor who will check the iron blood test, and thereafter, if it's low, we would treat them with iron, and uh, this can be corrected, and uh, the hair will regrow after taking iron tablets. Now, Again, another important cause, uh, Shafat, is patients undergoing surgery or may, may have a chronic illness or a stressful situation. What happens is they get increased hair shedding, and this may occur within three months 
after the condition. But fortunately, uh, this condition reverses itself after a few months. So there's no treatment required. It's important to diagnose and to reassure patients. Now, in children, it is important when a child gets hair loss, it is often due to a ringworm, especially if they have a cat at home who's got ringworm. They can get ringworm on the scalp. And this presents as a round patch, which may be scaly or the hair may be broken. Uh, and uh, what we need to do is to make the diagnosis. We examine the hair under the microscope. We confirm that it's a fungus infection or ringworm. And thereafter, we treat it with internal medications and the hair regrows fully. Now, one of the conditions that I see in my practice in young patients is hair pulling. Hair pulling basically occurs when people have psychological problems or they're undergoing stress and they pull their, their hair and it comes out in, in, uh, in clumps. And it's important for us to manage these patients with psychological problems, uh, you know, in a holistic way and to treat the anxiety and the psychological problems as well. Now, it is important when a person has excessive hair loss, it may be due to multiple causes, and these causes can be treated successfully by a doctor or a dermatologist. Now, what is important is uh, the female pattern hair loss. I've, uh, I've said female pattern hair loss because this is of concern, and we're going to discuss male pattern hair loss thereafter. Now, again, thinning of the hair can make a woman feel insecure, unattractive, she may feel alone and isolated. And if there's nothing she can do, then this can be excessively distressing. And fortunately, therapy is available for hair thinning in women. Now, typically, all of us shed 100 hair a day. So that's normal. But when the hair loss becomes excessive, when we find it on the brush, on the combs, uh, in the basin, in the shower, then we know there is a problem and one needs treatment. Now, female pattern hair loss uh, is an important cause of hair loss in women. Uh, 70% of women who have hair loss, it may be due to hereditary factors. Now, this, uh, the hereditary factors, as I mentioned, it occurs both in women and men. Men, it's very easy to see a person bald. As you mentioned, uh, you know, some of our prominent uh, personalities have hair loss, which we can ma make out is male pattern or androgenetic alopecia. But in women, it's not easy to make, make that out. So what happens when a woman gets hair loss? It is very subtle. The woman may have central, in the middle, the mid part may be thinning. The hair thinning occurs in the mid part. And then slowly the hair loss becomes generalized. And uh, this basically presents a gradual thinning of the hair. And it occurs from the top. And very unusual for them to have it in the same pattern as males. And the other important point is that hair loss in women is not permanent. So the person is, uh, well, it's... Uh, you cannot say it's not permanent, but it would not cause total baldness. So I always reassure my patients that, look, you're getting hair loss, but you're not going to go completely bald. And again, what I do is I tell the patient that they've got female pattern hair loss. I don't tell them female pattern baldness because this has a negative, uh, you know, uh, effect. And uh, it is important, again, for us to diagnose this. 
So what happens, as I alluded to earlier, if a woman presents with hair loss in my surgery, I first take a detailed history and look at uh, you know factors like nutrition, like iron, like certain medical conditions, and then examine their hair. And the hair pattern examination, when we examine it under the microscope as well, that gives us an idea of, uh, of the type of hair loss the person has. So it is important for us to do a complete evaluation. Now, again, in some young patients, uh, what we have is their hair loss can be associated with severe acne or excessive hair growth on the face or signs of virilization. It means, it means a, a very oily face, a severe acne, hair growth, and in these patients, they require hormonal assessment because it might be due to certain hormonal conditions, and these hormonal conditions can be treated. Now, what about uh, treatment of those conditions? First of all, we do, if a person presents with signs of excessive acne and excessive hair growth, then we do certain hormone tests on these patients. And these hormone tests will indicate whether the patient has excessive um, secretion uh, or output of uh, male hormones from the ovary. So again, we go through the whole history, we get a medical assessment, we examine the patients, we examine the hair under the microscope, and then we're able to advise patients. Now, for thinning hair in females, we use a solution which is very effective. It's called minoxidil. I'm going to spell it. M-I-N-O-X-I-D-A-L, and we use a 5% solution. And this actually stops hair falling off after three months. And after eight months, you find that the hair becomes fuller, new growth appears, and the hair becomes thicker as well. Then I usually prescribe a caffeine shampoo. It's called planter in females, and the male component is called Alpecin, A-L-P-E-C-I-N. And these shampoos containing uh, caffeine also help. Now, again, what I also do is I prescribe biotin tablets. This is found to, to uh, improve hair growth. Biotin is a type of vitamin uh, B, and it's effective. As I mentioned earlier, if the patient has low iron, we treat with iron. And sometimes the hair loss can also be due to various uh, nutritional factors. It's good to pay, give this patient an all-round vitamin like Zinplex. Now, what about internal therapy? Now, if the person is young and the person has uh, excessive hormones or a condition called uh, cystic, uh, polycystic ovaries, then we use a tablet called spironolactone, S-P-I-R-O. N-O-L-A-C-T-O-N-E. Now, it's interesting. This tablet actually tends to decrease the hormone that's causing the hair loss. It is very effective, and uh, we get very good results. And then the other tablets that we use is called Androcure, A-N-D-R-O-C-U-R. And these are very effective in treating female pattern hair loss in women. Now, as I mentioned, Females with hair loss can get hair loss in the midsection of the scalp and also on the diffuse hair loss. So in females, we don't normally do hair transplants, but in male patients, we do. So I'd like to move on to male pattern hair loss. Yes, uh, Doc, uh, uh, Doc uh, we have about three minutes to go. 
And I, I just want okay. to tell the listeners uh, that after the break, uh, we'll be taking uh, questions on 0847863132. I can already see on the screen quite a few questions have come through. But uh, in, in uh, perhaps in uh, two minutes or three minutes, uh, you could explain that, then we'll go okay. for a break, Doc. Yeah, I'll summarize. So, again, the good news to patients is that we have a whole spectrum of treatment and there are new treatments coming through. And in male patients, just to emphasize, there is a tablet called Finpecia, F-I-N-P-E-C-I-A, which is very effective. And if the hair loss is severe and the person wants, can afford it, then we have hair transplant. So I will conclude on that and then you'll get back to me, uh, Shafat. Absolutely, Doc. I can tell you, you were really very informative indeed, and uh, you could see your experience coming through, and Alhamdulillah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I'm just looking at one question before I go for the break, and uh, it says, uh, uh, Merun says, Assalamu alaikum. I visited a herbalist recently, and he checked my thinning hair, and he says I should consider the Mediterranean diet, which is high in fruits, vegetables, and nuts, whole grains, fish, and healthy oils. I'm sold on it. What is doctor's views, uh, Doc? Okay. Again, I'm a very firm believer in natural therapies and, uh, you know, good nutrition and so on. But I think it is important, in addition to having a good diet, the person should be assessed by a dermatologist where we need to make an accurate diagnosis. Would you respect the herbalist knows about food, but might, would not know about the detail, uh, anatomy and physiology and the whole makeup of the hair follicle and how to treat it. So I would suggest that she consult a dermatologist and we would treat her appropriately and she can use the diet that she's been given, but that's not the main treatment for her problem. Well said there. And, you know, you fascinated me when you spoke about cats. I'm a big lover of cats. I have two. Uh, one is a tabby. I call him Leo. Big boy. He's about 10 years old. And Silk, uh, she's a, uh, you know, uh, what, what they call it. So, okay, it's a special name they given. But uh, she's also my favorite. But uh, it worries me when you say that, uh, yeah, they can infect the children with the ringworms and uh, the hair loss. And, you know, people need to take care. Time for us to go to the marketplace. And, inshallah, when we get back, I will be fielding your questions and uh, giving it to the doc. You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, we're having a fantastic consultation with our dermatologist, uh, Dr. Muhammad Dokrat, who's the dermatologist. Hey, let's look at the skin. Fifty shades of brown. Okay, you can have different shades. And this is the Qudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Looking at a question that has come through, and uh, Farida says, Assalamu alaikum. I would like to also give salams to our leader, Mufti A.K. Hussein, and the whole Marcus team. I want to know from a doctor which oil is good for alopecia. Uh, a good question there. Which oil is good for it, Doc? Uh, that's a very good, important point, uh, Shafat. But just on the cats, you know, uh, basically it's not a common problem. So, uh, you know, not all cats may cause the problem. It's a very, very small percentage. But on that point, we have a beautiful cat called Coco Chanel, and the cat sleeps with my daughter. And, wow. you know, when the prophet was making salah, there was a cat, uh, you know, next to him, and he didn't actually... Uh, pushed the cat aside, he went round and he made salah. So, mashallah, cats are beautiful and, uh, you know, we all sort of, uh, you know, it improves uh, our sort of home life as well. Regarding the patient, uh, usually rosemary and thyme 
you know, uh, with a, a combination of aromatherapy oils, they help. Now, this is important. After a shower, when one dries the hair, then one can use a little bit of Moroccan argan oil as well and massage it on the sides of the scalp, and that stimulates hair circulation as well, circulation in the hair follicles. I tell you, Doc, you stimulated the people this evening. Uh, questions are just raining now, alhamdulillah. Sakina says, what a lovely doctor, Brother Shafaat. I tell him he's wholesome and we're enjoying him. She wants to know, uh, Sakina wants to know, uh, how, what, can, what can I do to manage my alopecia? And uh, I think that's a, uh, that's a good question. And she says, uh, how can I stop it from getting worse, uh, doctor? Okay. I think it's important, first of all, uh, you know, we need to find out her age. We need to find out the cause of the alopecia, what type of alopecia it is. And I think the best for her is to consult the dermatologist because we need to find out if she's got uh, female pattern hair loss, then we can use minoxidil and plantar shampoo, minoxidil to apply and plantar shampoo. But all of that, I would recommend that we get advice from the local dermatologist. Uh, well said, the doctor. But you know, I think they are one day they're consulting with you this evening. Uh, Anonymous says, uh, I get bouts of depression and anxiety, anger, irritability, and restlessness. I know it's COVID time, but uh, shall I be concerned uh, that I'm heading towards alopecia? Doc? Okay. Uh, the first and most important thing is to have a good quality of life. And uh, this person, what happens, he needs to make salah. And that will actually improve her stress levels. It improves serotonin levels. And uh, again, it will cut down her anxiety and the uh, problems that she is undergoing. Then she needs to also take time to have breathing exercises. And then if she's not getting hair loss now, she shouldn't stress or worry. But I think she needs to talk to someone who will guide her through her difficult period. And with COVID, if she's experienced COVID, people do have anxiety and stress after developing COVID. So it takes a long time to settle down. So a healthy lifestyle with good eating, with, uh, you know, uh, with sort of making sure that the person, uh, you know, removes or negates all the negative uh, factors. And uh, inshallah, she will be fine, but she needs to speak to, to friends and family and maybe, if necessary, seek the help of a doctor. Jazakallah for that. Uh, Gulam Ghost says, Assalamu alaikum. I'm from the Cape too, Brother Shafat, and uh, Dr. Muhammad, the uh, doctor, is flying our flag. Hey, he's doing a great job. I can agree with you, Gulam Ghost. And Gulam Ghost says, Is coconut oil good for alopecia, doctor? Uh, coconut oil is very good for the scalp. It gives it a nice sheen and, you know, sort of a nice look, but uh, it doesn't cure alopecia. Alopecia, basically, one needs to know the cause, what type of alopecia, and there's certain we need to look at evidence-based medicine. That is what has been scientifically proven. So that is important. And we have these medications that I spoke about and depends on the extent and severity of the alopecia. To get back to male pattern alopecia, if the alopecia is extensive, hair transplants work excellent. What we do is we take hair from the normal hair growing area on the back of the scalp because as you always Shafat, the back of the scalp, we never sort of become bald on that area very rarely. So we take hair from there and then we transplant it to the area of hair loss. And then the hair grows naturally and the hair is completely uh, sort of normal. So you can shampoo and comb and brush as normally. 
looking at Arif the Christian. He says, Assalamu alaikum, Blue Chef. You know me well. I hardly got any hair. But uh, please ask the doc, can hair loss be a sign of something serious? Very important question, oh, yes. doc. Absolutely. Now, this is interesting, Shafat. They've done studies in America where they found that people who have male pattern hair loss, they may be prone to uh, a higher incidence of ischemic heart disease like coronary artery disease or heart attack. So something to consider, but hasn't been proven. But again, you know, it may be a, a sign. Looking at Bill Jesus' question, she says, Assalamu alaikum. What a lovely consultation this evening, uh, Brother Shafat. I want you to know, uh, how do you spot hair loss? Uh, yeah, how do you spot it, Doc? Oh, hair loss, yeah. Again, in the male patient, is very easy. You know, we look at the per person, and we can see they're losing their hair from the frontal area or what we call from the side of the scalp. So that's how we find that the uh, hair is missing on that area. It is smooth. Then we have round patches. If that occurs, then the area is smooth, and that's called alopecia areata, means hair loss in an area. Then in females, it's not easy to diagnose. So the female will find that their hair is getting thin, and it's uh, basically you can see part of the scalp. So all those uh, aspects, uh, you know, uh, uh, will be able to help us uh, assess hair loss. Uh, Asif says, I'm listening to you from the Durban uh, beachfront, a very calm and cool here, like the show. Very cool consultation, uh, Blue Chef. I want to know what uh, drinks help hair growth. Well, Doc, are there any drinks that you can have uh, that will hey, stimulate the hair growth? Okay, Shafat, um, as I mentioned, I'm a very, uh, you know, uh, a proponent of having a good dry diet, having at least eight glasses of water a day, all of that. But again, hair loss is a hormonal problem. And because it's a hormonal problem, having, uh, you know, water won't solve the problem. We need sort of more scientific treatment. But again, you know, uh, a balanced diet with lots of water is generally, you know, good for, for, for you know, health, uh, for health-wise. Imtiaz says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Brother Shafaat. Uh, lovely shows on Marcus uh, Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. I'm really enjoying uh, this evening with uh, Dr. Muhammad Adokarat. Me too, Imtiaz. I'm enjoying him. And Imtiaz says, Does exercise help alopecia? Uh, yeah, people may be, hey, I must exercise. Well, will that stimulate her? Hey, growth, or will that, uh, you know, help alopecia, doctor? That's a very important point. Again, you know, what what uh, we are uh, discussing right now is a balanced, good quality of life. And exercise helps, you know, the body's immune system in all respects. So it won't help alopecia directly. But as we are aware, stress can aggravate alopecia. Uh, lots of fatigue and lots of uh, depression can cause uh, alopecia. So all of this ties in. So exercise very helpful, and not only uh, uh, general well-being, but also cardiac and, you know, well-being as well. So, again, exercise is important, but what we have to look at is alopecia as a separate uh, subject or topic. One needs to use more scientific and evidence-based treatment. A lot of men listening this evening. Hey, I'm wondering. Yeah, the blues are losing their hair, Doc. They're losing their hair. And uh, uh, the brother Zaid says, uh, uh, how do you reverse attention alopecia? Well, you get tension alopecia too, Doc. 
Uh, yeah, well, it's it's different. You see, the thing is, is uh, we talk about traction alopecia, T-R-A-C-T-I-O-N. So that's different from tension, which is T-N-S-I-O-N, as you know. So traction alopecia is when people use braids and they use all kinds of hair style that I see in my practice, and that pulls their hair. The hair falls off because all these hair styles can be detrimental to the scalp. Now, tension uh, will, uh, you know, won't, I mean, in the indirect way, it will aggravate alopecia, but there's no um, scientific sort of uh, basis for tension alopecia. But traction alopecia, certainly. And just to uh, continue on that, uh, the reason the uh, patients need to be seen by a dermatologist is that there are other causes of alopecia, which I did not discuss because they were more sort of medical-induced and, you know, they were more pathological. So that's the reason why a person should see a dermatologist or make a diagnosis because sometimes if the alopecia is not just straightforward female or male pattern alopecia, then we have to do certain tests called a biopsy where we analyze the scalp follicles under a microscope. The other thing that we also do in our surgery, we do what they call a tripos scan. We do a scan of the scalp and the hair, and we're able to help, uh, that helps us to make clear diagnosis also. Uh, Blondie Parrot says, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, great show, Chef and uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. I'm really enjoying y'all. He says, How can I regrow my hair? Well, can you regrow it, Doc? Yes, certainly, certainly. Again, uh, you know, just to advise Mr. Parak that, uh, again, you need to uh, be assessed by a dermatologist, and then depending on the type of, of hair loss you've got, how extensive it is, and one can decide. You know, we also use lasers for hair loss, and then there's a new type of treatment where we inject plasma into the scalp to regrow hair loss. So there's a whole spectrum of treatment, including lasers, that would help. So I would suggest that if a person is concerned, then it's best to see a specialist. Uh, M. Kaji says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, doctor. From my young days, from school days, I had thin hair and my hairline always uh, recede. Uh, I was told by an Indian gentleman who is also an Hakim, he says, I must, re- I must use a lot of rice water, it will help my uh, alopecia. How true is that, doctor? Will rice water help? I think all the starch may make it uh, very messy. Well, your response, doc. Uh, Shifat, I'm very sort of uh, positive about holistic, uh, you know, care, but I think one needs to sort of look at more scientific uh, evidence, you know. So when we have a problem like hair loss, although it might be easy to spot and easy to assess, uh, one needs a scientific approach to his, to to that. So I'm a bit skeptical about what he says, but if it worries him uh, and if he's, you know, if it's problematic, then I would seek the help of a dermatologist. Uh, definitely, you need to get to Dr. Muhammad, the doctorate people. Yeah, he'll do the whole thing professionally and medically. Uh, Mariam says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, doctor. How often should I wash my hair with uh, if I have alopecia? Okay, that's a very, very important question, and I'm glad she asked the question. Uh, Mariam, in terms of, of shampooing, I usually tell the patients, you know, if your hair is not uh, too greasy, then three times a day is adequate. But if it's very, very greasy, then alternate days. But the important thing is how to shampoo your hair. One should not be aggressive in the, you know, in the shower. So when you shampoo the hair, it must be gentle and must be a mild shampoo. And secondly, one should also use a conditioner. 
and one shouldn't use harsh treatments like these hot combs or or these uh, you know per- permers and you know perming uh, combs and so on. So again, it is safe now. Shampooing their hair doesn't cause hair loss. It is natural for us to have hair loss of about hundred hair a day. That's normal. Uh, that's what they call physiological. That happens in in everyone. So you can shampoo your hair, and again, it is important to make sure the hair doesn't become too dry. Well, uh, looking at this question from Tyra, she says, "Assalamu alaikum, uh, Shafaat and uh, Doctor, you're giving me gabrat now. I want to know what uh, does alopecia look like when it first starts, uh, Tyra." It's not our intention to give you uh, gabrat, but inshallah, we forewarning you, Doctor. How do you answer her? Okay, the first is don't be distressed. Uh, you know, it is uh, sort of normal. You find that, you know, as we get older, you know, by the age of 40, a significant percentage of the female uh, population would have hair loss. So if you're losing a few hair, don't be distressed. But if you're losing a significant amount of hair that you find a lot of hair in clumps in your shower or in your basin or on the brush, then one considers it. So as I said, it's normal to lose hair. But if you can see the scalp, that is, if your hair becomes so thin that one can see the scalp, then you obviously need to be concerned. So I would suggest not to worry about it. Otherwise, you know, stress will cause more anxiety. Faisal says, I'm a runner and I love long distance running. I'm worried now. Can running make our hair fall out, doctor? Definitely not. Uh, Running actually is excellent. As he knows, as an athlete, running improves the endorphins in the body and it causes, you know, a a sense of well-being. So definitely not. Uh, Hair loss, as I mentioned, is hormonal and hereditary. So not related. And exercise, as we all know, is excellent. Abdul says, Assalamu alaikum. I'm already enjoying the program. And he says, uh, How do you know if you have a permanent alopecia, doctor? Okay. Uh, permanent alopecia uh, essentially is when the hair falls off. Like in a male person, if their hair sort of falls off in a certain pattern, usually on the sides and the middle of the hair and on the crown of the hair. So that is permanent because the hair is not growing there. If you look at the scalp, you might see little tiny hair, but it's not the thick hair that one has all one's life. So that is permanent alopecia. And again, you know, the treatment of alopecia depends on the on the person. Many people, they, it does not worry them. You know, it's part of growing old and it's sort of natural and uh, they're happy with it. It's only those people who are worried about the excessive loss and who want to have treatment would, would have treatment. So in a male person, you know, it's natural to lose hair and to, uh, you know, to become bald. So they need not, uh, not worry. But again, if they find that it, you know, they need it for self-esteem and, you know, to, to look good, then they can treat it. So again, it depends on the individual and depends on culture and society. I tell you, doctor, you're full of bounce, like a bouncy, shiny hair, lovely hair, looking good, full. And uh, yes, uh, Marty from the Ridge says, Salaam Alaikum. Doctor, how effective is cocoa butter for scars? Marty wants to know that, uh, doctor. Okay. Uh, now we're talking about scars. So now if we get a fresh scar, like, for example, if a person has had surgery, then to treat that scar, what we use is Kelo Coat, K-E-L-O-C-O-T-E. It is 
Uh, it is a, 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 a topical cream or a gel that one applies, and it contains silicon. So that is very effective. And then there's something called scar signs as well. If the scar is old and if it's thickened and it becomes what they call a hypertrophic scar or a thickened scar, then we have various types of injections of what they call cortisone. We inject into that area. Then we also use laser and uh, we get good results. And then sometimes you might find that people get these huge scars which are very thick, sometimes on the chest, on the ears. Those are called keloids. So then that has to be treated in a different way, also with injections. And uh, scar management has improved. So we have a whole uh, range of treatment that can be used for scars. Looking at Anonymous here, he says, Assalamu alaikum. What about stretch marks? Uh, can they go away, doctor? Okay. Uh, stretch marks, uh, we need to find, find out the cause of it. It's normal for a, a person to get stretch marks, especially females, as they go through puberty because the body's physique changes. And uh, usually uh, it starts off as red and becomes white. In the majority of people, it does not worry them. And then we also get stretch marks uh, in a woman after pregnancy when the, uh, when the abdomen, you know, it, it becomes extended. And uh, the way to treat it is we use a cream called Demastine with vitamin A, D-E-R-M-A-S-T-I-N-E with vitamin A. The other treatment we get very good results with, we have a laser center, and at our laser center, we use a laser specifically for stretch marks, and we get good results. And looking at... Also, yeah. Gee, doctor, go the, ahead. The Demastine with vitamin A is the initial treatment, and then we can get an assessment for laser. For that. Uh, Dadu says, uh, I dye my hair once a week. It's uh, thinning. I think I'm balding. It's the wig that can save me. Please advise. <laughs> think of a wig, okay. doctor. <laughs> okay. Again, this is a very important topic, Shafat. Again, it depends on the individual. First of all, hair dyes do not normally cause hair loss unless the hair dye is very strong and it causes a chemical reaction. Now, the hair thinning, it's interesting because... It depends on the type of hair dye. What one can also use is we have a powder, which, you know, what a, a person can apply on the scalp. And it's not a treatment, but it gives the scalp uh, appearance of fullness. They can use that. Now, a wig is an individual sort of decision, you know, but it's important that they, if they decide to wear a wig, you know, they have to sort of realize that they must get a very good quality of wig. But again, it depends on the individual person, you know. If they find that it's not causing too much of stress and they're happy with it and the family members are happy with it, then there's no need to get a wig. But if they get a wig, they must get a very good quality of wig. And secondly, uh, the, the, if it's a wig, they must be able to sort of wash, you know, and shampoo the wig so that, you know, it looks, uh, it looks fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sadek says, Assalamu alaikum. I'm enjoying this evening's uh, consultation. <laughs> you all have given me the uh, guts uh, to ask the question. Okay, Sadek. He says, I'm 29 years old. Gray facial hairs are manifesting, and also my arm hairs are graying. Am I aging prematurely, doctor? 
No, this is an important point. Uh, so just to repeat the question, Shafat, what he's concerned about is the hair is becoming gray on the arms and mm. possibly on his scalp. Now, yes. generally it depends on hereditary factors, you know. Uh, usually we get gray hair as we get older. In a younger person, it can be normal hereditary factors, but sometimes hair, uh, gray hair may be a manifestation of an underlying medical condition. But I certainly feel that that's not the case. I would recommend that he should not worry about it. Uh, you know, he needs to, again, make sure that what he's talking about is uh, diagnosed correctly by a dermatologist, you know. Uh, although even if it's a small problem, a dermatologist will do an assessment, but I would not really worry about it. And, uh, you know, gray hair on the scalp, if he wants to, if it doesn't uh, worry him, it's fine. If it worries him, then he can tint it. As you say, yeah, some people, it's hereditary and they gray from a very young age. Anonymous says, can ear and nose hair, uh, hair be removed permanently? Doc? Sorry, you need to repeat that question. Uh, it says, uh, can ear and nose hairs be removed permanently? That's correct, yeah. The normal, what we normally do is people normally clip their hair with a scissors or they use a, a special type of uh, a, a hair remover from the, uh, from the ear or the nose or they can uh, use wax or they can thread, but uh, uh, laser therapy would remove it permanently. That laser will take it out permanently. Yunus says, Jazakallah Khaira for a lovely show. I'm listening to you from Um Shlanga. And he says, Turks and are well known for doing hair transplant. Also, India is a popular market. What hair are they transplanting, doctor? Good question okay. there, doctor. Yes, yeah. Uh, Turkey has become popular, although in Cape Town we have a clinic uh, called Medical Hair Restoration and they, you know, uh, internationally recognized. But a lot of uh, our South Africans are going to Turkey because Turkey has developed a new style of hair transplantation called trans follicular hair transplant. So the old style of hair transplant was when they cut a piece across your scalp and then they divided the scalp into four hair under the microscope and then they transplanted that in the front. Now, Turkey, they usually use one hair at a time and they transplant it. So they find it more effective and provides a better result and it's cheaper. I've got four minutes to go before we uh, end off. Uh, Suleiman says, Assalamu alaikum. If hairs carry our DNA and other insignias, is it not wrong for others uh, to use our hair? Very powerful question there, Doc. Okay, one moment. Uh, no, you see, the, the, the thing is, uh, when it comes to transplanting from one person to the next, hair transplants don't work. You cannot transplant hair from one person to the next. But what is important, I used to work at Wentworth Hospital. We, we used to uh, use uh, you know, transplant on the skin from one part of the skin to a burnt area. But, uh, you know, transplantation of hair from one person to the another, another person hasn't been done. And basically transplantation to another individual is for more serious conditions like heart transplant or kidney transplant. And uh, we know no, normally uh, we, it has never been used to transplant hair from one person to the other person. 
Well, Dr. Nick, this is the last question, and then you can even uh, answer it and give your parting words. Uh, Shireen says, Assalamu alaikum, Jazakallah khair for coming on our platform. Uh, doctor, we really enjoyed you. She says, Why do hair smell when not washed? Or is it the skull that is smelling? Doctor? That's a very, very important point. You see, the hair uh, usually is associated with the oil glands as well. And what happens when the oil is secreted, it basically uh, mats uh, along the hair as well. So what happens is that oil, which is called sebum, that basically when it's not washed and it's not removed, you know, the grease is not removed, and that's what smelly shapat. Doc, you really stimulated everyone's hair growth this evening. Let me check my hair. Hey, it's glowing. It's happy. Everyone's happy with you, Doc. Your parting words are this evening. Uh, I must thank you for inviting me, and uh, your readers have been excellent to the type of questions they have sent us, and I hope this has helped uh, you know, people, and at least they can get an understanding of, of hair conditions, hair loss, how to treat them, and to give them a better quality of life. And assalamu alaikum. And I can tell you, you know, he's a dermatologist of the cuff people, giving you answers and concise and precise and made for a very buoyant evening. And I really enjoyed every minute with him. And as the doctor says, it is you, the listeners of Amarka Sahaba, that come to the fore and ask those pertinent questions that really, you know, makes me happy as a presenter and even make our guest happy, you know, uh, it makes hosting so much more pleasurable to see the screen. Uh, let me look at your hands, uh, Lucalo. Hey, your fingers are painting, eh? Yeah, he was just typing and typing. Good job there, Lucalo. Don't worry, I'll get you some, uh, yeah, some, uh, what oil? Some nice oil for you. Yeah, they call it a special name. And aromatherapy. It'll come right. Yeah, maybe we'll put some mustard oil on that. Rosemary, whatever you want. Well, it's time for us to go for the uh, Isha Azan, and inshallah, after that, uh, we'll be joining you with the pertinence are punctuated with Sheikh Maida coming through and our very own Molana Salim Farin. Time for us to go for the Isha Azan.